Fusion Patrol is a listener-supported podcast. Find out how you can help support us at patreon.com slash fusion patrol. This is the Fusion Patrol podcast. Each week, we look at a different science fiction TV episode or movie and overanalyze it to within an inch of its life. Welcome to the discussion. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fusion Patrol. I'm Eugene. And I am Kenneth. And tonight we are looking at the Star Hunter Redux episode. Order. A large, ornate, and very expensive-looking pyramid-shaped spacecraft filled with cavorting druids hurdles perilously close to the sun. The cavorting druids turn out to be followers of Vahuti, and specifically their spiritual leader, Brother Thirteen. They are plunging into the sun so that they can transcend to heaven and be by Vahuti's side. Brother Thirteen is about to do some uh, <clears throat> meditation. <clears throat> with his child bride, when Brother Jacob, suffering from some last-minute doubts that killing themselves in the sun is the right thing to do, interrupts them. A quick laying on of hands and a blue glow is enough to renew and reinvigorate Jacob's faith. Killing ourselves in the sun is definitely the right thing to do. Nearby, the transutopian makes a half-hearted but doomed attempt to rescue them. Dante and Percy, experts on stupid, marvel at the insanity or stupidity of the Vahudians. Lucretia is less down on the loonies, stating without evidence that the need to believe is something just as important as food or shelter to humans. We wouldn't have much of a story if the ship just plunged into the sun, though, so at the last minute, leaving his followers to their fate, Brother Thirteen, his child bride, and crazy Brother Jacob escape in a shuttle, where they are rescued by Dante. Brother Jacob, who is armed with a knife, is immediately locked up. When Dante realizes that Brother Thirteen is the leader of the cult, and therefore the mass murderer of the shipful of Vahudians, he treats him rudely, but surprisingly nicely. He asks Lucretia to tend Brother Thirteen's wounds, and then lock him up. Dante also asks Percy, the person voted most likely to be taken in by a cult, to take food to the mass murderer cult leader and his child bride. Brother Thirteen asks for his child bride to be taken out of the room with Percy so that he can have a quiet word with Lucretia. First, he demonstrates that he knows she's looking for the cluster. Could he mean the divinity cluster? And that he knows she's desperate to please her father. Thus, caught slightly off guard, he then mind rapes her with his glowing blue hands. Although, Brother Thirteen calls it a rejuvenation of faith. Soon, she is beginning to understand that Vahuti is the answer. Dante returns and finds Brother Thirteen and Lucretia having an amicable chat. To his credit, and my amazement, Dante seems to catch on very quickly that Brother Thirteen is getting at Lucretia. He sends her to confinement in her quarters until the prisoners are off the ship. Dante's disgust of Brother Thirteen and what he represents is apparent, and when Brother Thirteen attempts to read Dante's mind about his son and then mind-rape him, Dante hurts him and throws him in a cage. In the cages, Jacob is beginning to have doubts again. He needs Brother Thirteen to perform a rejuvenation on his faith, but Brother Thirteen is tired of Jacob's lack of faith and refuses. It's very clear that when Brother Thirteen is unhappy, he's a very nasty piece of work. Meanwhile, Percy, 
has handcuffed the child bride and is showing her around the ship. Percy tries to indoctrinate her into the cult of Billy Toonami, or at least come to a meeting of minds. It becomes clear that her faith in Brother 13 is slipping. Could it be that his mind whammy is only temporary? Realizing now that there's something more than just verbal persuasion, Dante orders Percy and the child bride to stay on the bridge and not let anyone in, including Lucretia. Dante goes back to talk to Lucretia, but she's gone. She has gone to the cages and let Brother 13 and Jacob out. On the bridge, the child bride grabs a gun and threatens Percy, but it is unloaded and the joke is on her. Dante confronts Lucretia, Brother 13, and Jacob in the lockup area. Brother 13 orders Lucretia to kill him. When she tries, Dante shoots the gun out of her hand, but Jacob takes Lucretia hostage at knife point. Jacob drops dead to the sound of a gunshot as Percy shoots him from behind. For once, ignoring orders paid off. Dante sends Lucretia back to her quarters, but instead she locks herself in a cage. Soon, they are handing the prisoners to the authority officials on Mercury, and Rodolfo is very impressed by the large bounty they've collected for putting away a mass-murdering cult leader. Later, Dante releases Lucretia. She seems to be back to her old self, and she immediately goes to open a secret channel to her father and warn him that Brother 13 is very dangerous, may have had contact with Novak, and have some knowledge of the Divinity Cluster. On the transport shuttle, Brother 13 is mind-raping the guards. Perhaps Dante will get another chance to put a bullet in his head someday. The end. Okay, order. Order. Uh, what did you think of this episode of, of Star Hunter Redux? I liked it. It certainly surprised me in some ways. Go on. First off, if anybody on that ship, as I alluded to, is going to join a cult... It's Percy, right? I mean, yeah. she she doesn't need magic persuasion powers. You you just have to tell her she's pretty, and and she's there. I mean, so I think it, in a way, it does credit to the uh, the writers that they didn't go with the obvious route on yes, that. Those writers, by the way, were Hugh Evans and Julian Ficus. Not names I recall, although Ficus sounds familiar, but that may have been planted in my brain. Well, I did look <laughs> them up. See, I did did take notes here, um, three and three and a third pages. So here we go. This is the only credit in Star Hunter for Mister Hugh Evans. Okay. Um, but this is one of five for Julian Ficus, and the other one we've seen so far is the Man Who Sold the World, which is about explain Novak. Novak. Yeah. Okay, so Ficus has a plan. Or, hmm, yes, all right. All right, let's see. Five the, other three so are, more. the other three are Black Light, which is number 11, Supermax, which is number 16, and Bad Seed, which is number 20. And two of those feature the cluster. All of them are series one. So, yes. okay, yeah, all right. Fair enough. Um... This is, I, I, I can't say I, I hated it. Um, it's painful to watch in some ways um, because it's a very, how do I put this? It's a very heavy-handed look at cults. It is And that. 
it's a, a, a heavy-handed look in a way at religion, but it also uh, long long-time listeners will will probably have detected a a, a bias on my part. Um, I, I'm kind of with Dante, um, which you know. So so let's say Dante's right here, but even a broken clock can be right twice a day. Um, that that by and large, uh, religion has been used as a tool for controlling the masses for centuries. And it does it through the power of, let's call it persuasion. It, it could be credulity. It could be whatever it is. The, the, or Lucretia's need to believe or, or whatever it is. You know, whether, it, whether it's benign or whether it is turned for evil, it is a way to shape what people think and do. And so therefore, you know, g- good or ill, it is, a, it is a tool for controlling, like, like so many things that mankind has. How much worse, how much more dangerous could or would religion be if something about it were true? Brother 13 has a real power. He does. It's clear that he has some real power. He did not look up Dante's record about his family. And I don't think he just intuited that. You know, it was too precise. The wording was too precise with Lucretia. He is reading minds and he is using a power to force his will upon his followers. Yes, he is. So, you know, we might call that a supernatural power, but then in this universe, we we believe that this is possibly connected with the divinity cluster, probably connected with the divinity cluster. And it is. Um, it is, actually. In, 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 in so the, that's in the not supernatural. It it's, it's extraterrestrial, but it is not supernatural. It, it is, it is a, it is a, it is a physical manifestation of reality in this fictional universe that this is a thing. And it, it's extraordinary, and it's beyond the, the, the kith and kin of the average person out there, but it is real. And so he is exerting a real, quote-unquote, godlike power on people, and he's using it very, very badly. Yes, he <laughs> Absolute is. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Well, it does corrupt. Yes, the um, uh, let's see. On my side, I am among the devout. Uh, my father was a was a minister. He was he he was a Methodist. I'm an Episcopalian. Um, stuck somewhere between a, between being a Lutheran and again a Catholic, and um, I belong to a tradition that values questions, uh, puts a very high premium on them. And um, I could not help but notice how much Brother Thirteen just could not tolerate questions. No, 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 no. He he cannot, and he is, or any challenge to to what he says. He gets nasty fast. I mean, very that, quickly. That is it doesn't very take clear. much. Yes, yeah. and the backstory in the uh, in the episode is that he was a he was he was an he was an army mechanic during the Civil War on Callisto. That's back story from the man who sold the world right and he was a pow and was one of novak's guinea pigs ah okay i could not remember frankly what it was i knew that novak was somehow connected to the uprising in callisto 
but I could not no, remember what it was the heck he was doing. Novak was um, was like a Nazi doctor, but in the future and in space. All I remembered was like his android sidekick <laughs> or yeah. whatever she was. Um, okay. well, I know she was just, um, no, she was actually flesh and blood, but um, yeah, he, but, but so he was one of Dr. And, and, and Novak was part of the government in Callisto. He was tied into okay. that. And he was part of the, of the orchard. Okay. So uh, brother 13, which I would have liked to have had an explanation about that name. But I'm I'm kind of wondering if thirteen was like his his lab rat number in I, in I, Novak's I lab or something. I don't know, and I'm surprised someone didn't mention his actual birth name. But you know, there you go. And but speaking of the name, I did come up with the little theory that there's that um, one or more of the writers was thinking about the cult leader Brother Twelve. And I don't know how much you know about Brother Twelve. Um, I can't say I've heard of that one. I, I, I'm not. I don't have my uh, mass cult leader trading cards. Edward. Okay. <laughs> collection. <laughs> Birth name Edward Wilson. He was the founder of the Aquarian Foundation, leader of a cult in British Columbia in the 1920s and 30s. Um, a real, the Canadian uh, connection. Yeah, uh, although he's actually British. Exactly, but but certainly, I'm, but this is but we this is a Canadian series, so maybe people were thinking about Brother Twelve, and he also managed to steal a lot of money and generally be dishonest, and allegedly faked his own death. Um, there's a great deal of mystery around him, and so I do wonder mm. if people were someone was thinking, ah, Brother Twelve, but what shall we call our cult leader, Brother Thirteen? It's possible. Like I say, I, I it. It may have intended to ring with an audience. It's not a name that I'm, I mean, Brother 12 is just not a, a, you know, you know Jim Jones and you know, I'd know some others if I heard them. I can't call them to mind, the, the guy who was running the Pleiadians and the... Oh, how, how about the Heaven's Gate guy? Heaven's Gate guy, yeah. I'd know the name if I heard it, but Brother 12 just doesn't ring a bell. Nor did, nor did obviously Brother 13 probably would have if I had known Brother 12. I also thought it was interesting. I believe that they said that Vahuti was a 20th century... Monk. Monk. I looked that up. You found that the only reference to Vahuti I could find was that it's a euphemism for a vagina that's used online occasionally, but I did not find any... Which is an odd name for used to for a monk then, but... um... (laughs) I think it probably came after the show. Yeah, and I saw a couple be with a Twitter handle as Vahuti, and you you just kind of go, yeah, you know, they could have just liked that and go, hey, I'm going to be Vahuti online. (laughs) Yeah, but um, I I didn't find anything. No, so apparently he's just it's a he's a fix he was a fictional monk. Yeah, and what what century are they in again? Are they the twenty? They're third. They're 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 just they are in the twenty third. They're in the 23rd century. At this so. point, um, the year is either 2285 or 2286. Okay. Because a two it's interesting they because... would pick a 20th century one then. You know? I mean, I, yeah. I could see I could see them going, oh, it was a 21st century thing. And then you go, oh, well, okay. <laughs> it's like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, guys, it's in the, it's in the future. You don't think. But if they'd said, oh, he's a 19th century, then you'd be all running around going, I got to find information on this 19th century guy. Mm-hmm. And, and he wouldn't wouldn't be there so of course if they said 21st century now we'd all be like yeah okay yeah. <laughs> so that's that's the now 
it's here and then exactly but i do know that in two episodes from now we do get the year okay and so it's uh, so somewhere between episode one and episode 11 we moved from we 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 passed new year's past new year's and they didn't have a party i'm so disappointed okay i'll bet percy was mad about that too that dante wouldn't have a party well, speak, um, speaking of Percy, there's a line in here that makes me think she wasn't being entirely honest. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. Let me see if I've got this down. I mean, I think I might know. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you. Which, which one? Well, she says, "I'm not a virgin." Oh yeah, no, I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> I don't believe that for a second. Yeah, I mean, when would she have had the chance? Exactly. That's what I was wondering. And yeah, um, that 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 was definitely a teenage girl doing the whole. Oh, I'm not a virgin. I'm I'm cool in him. Yeah. In universe, Percy is 18, which has very little to do with virginity anymore. But true, uh, but I'm saying, but but we said teenager, so it, I think that's te- te- technically teenager. But she is legal adult at this point. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not even saying it was an improper thing. Just you know. From what we know of her history, she's been on that ship for... 10 years. 10 just years. Over. G- and we know what Dante's like. So, yes. I, you know, it's theoretically possible some of the guys she's fallen, the prisoners she's fallen for have managed something. But it, 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 from what we've seen, it feels more like she just hasn't succeeded. So, yes, I, I, definitely, I definitely thought that was a lie um, from her. Yes. Um, there is also the line, and I cannot find it. It must have been near. Oh, yeah. What do you believe in? And she has this list that starts with science. And... Science, music, karma, and death. Yes. I I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm i surprised at that list from Percy. I, music, karma, and death. She didn't really strike me much on the sciencey side. Engineering. I mean, you could call it that maybe, but it just, it, 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 I think they're trying to, they're trying to put a counterpoint to the faith angle on the rest of the episode because she leads with that. And that just doesn't strike me as Percy. Not saying I think Percy's religious, but at the same time, I, I can't, I can't picture this personality leading with science. I, she just, she's, she's kind of, she doesn't seem grounded in that way. Karma. Absolutely. I believe in karma. I absolutely believe that. Um, just, you know, just the way she gets indignant when Dante asks her to take food again. Didn't, didn't that happen in an earlier episode where he asked her to take food to somebody? And yes. she just she doesn't got all, like, it's like, she doesn't like taking food to people. And it's like, is that food is my pet peeve or is it she just doesn't want to do anything? And yeah, she, she does plenty. Exactly. She does seem to do plenty. She seems to be for want of a better word, a, a, an essential member of the crew yes. at times. At times. At times, she's an a, unessential thorn in the crew, but at times, she's an essential member of the crew. She clearly has stuff to do. She, she's been raised in this environment. There are the three of them. She must have had to wash dishes once in a while. Oh, you know, she must have had to, to, to take stuff down and the fact that she still gripes about it every time is just part of the reason i don't like percy um a lot of it is just the way it's written 
I, I think that that they've I could see I could see this character if uh, the day before the series started, Dante's brother and his sister-in-law died and they dumped her on the ship. And here you go. You got to take care of your niece. And she's like, I had a house and friends and stuff. And and I could see her attitude being the way it is. But she's been there 10 years since she was eight. She, this is this is what she's grown up knowing and knowing what, what the life is like. And yet she seems to just absolutely not not get it. And and I I, you know, I don't feel it's realistic. I mean, yeah, I have, teenagers I, I have, can be a pain, but. Well, well, I do have a little theory about this. This is uh, our. This is this is a real world theory. I th- wonder how many of these writers uh, were watching reruns of a brilliant Canadian situation comedy called The Newsroom that came out and ni- aired for thirteen episodes in nineteen ninety six and nineteen ninety seven. All episodes available are available on YouTube, by the way. The in the first season, Tanya Allen, who plays Percy Montana here played the slacker intern Audrey. Okay. And if you I say if you anyone who has seen these episodes and seen that first season of the newsroom cannot help but notice a similarity in between the characters. But now you see I can I can totally I can totally buy an intern being a slacker yeah. like that. Because yeah, so you know, you you get a job. You don't know what having a job is like. You're you're a kid, to be fair, and you you're gonna ha- your life is like that. It it makes you adjust your attitude, or or not fit in. And so, if the writers have taken that and said, "Well, I've got Tanya Allen, and Tanya Allen is this is the way she acts," because the writers have no faith in her to act in another way. And they they put her in there and say, let's do that. Then it's like they don't have a grasp on what that character had to have gone through. And, I, I you know, I feel she'd be, I also feel she'd be closer to her, to, to Dante. He is an unreasonable human being and he is opinionated and he doesn't always do the smartest things, but he's never shown anything but a, a, a fatherly devotion to her that's he, true. he is definitely he is definitely not the evil uncle you have to go live with he, he is he, he genuinely cares for her she is his family and he is a family man and so i um i i just i th- that that dynamic just does just has never Episode after ever does me anyway, but but hey, we've probably beat that one to death before. I'm sure I have um, tried to yeah. <laughs> repeatedly. <Yes. laughs> so um, so let's uh, like I say, it, it you know, television is a weird television is a weird medium. Um, how do you play? I don't know if it's been with you. I don't I don't know that in our discussions, but in in some other podcasts, I, I've. I've come across this and if I walk into a room and things are flying around the room willy-nilly with no one flinging them around, you know, do you think it's a ghost? On a 
TV show. So if I saw that happening in my house, I would, working from a, a, a scientific, a, 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 a practical real-world basis, assume that there has to be something explainable, naturalistic in that happening. Uh, poltergeist, okay. um, overactive mind of a teenager, probably. If if you accede to the concept that a teenage mind has psychic, that psychic powers exist, right? But you you would you would you would I'd start with hoax. <laughs> I, I would I would start with hoax. It would be this is some elaborate trick. But in a TV show, when you're watching it or when you're in it, this is a for writers this is tough because. How credulous does the character have to be? Does, does the scientist who walks into the room and sees the things flying around never, ever, ever believe it? Despite the fact that ghosts manifest themselves and ectoplasm floats down the wall and, and, you know, ghostly manifestations occur and they have no actual origin and in the story, in the story, and yet the scientist at the end of it walks out going, "Nope, that was definitely a uh, that was definitely a hoax." There's that there's that line where you have to carry, you have to bring the character along from their point of view to whatever the reality of the story is. And so when I watch a TV show like this, if this were happening in real life, it has to be a trick. I'm watching a TV show; it has to be real, or I believe it to be real. And so I can accept things that that don't necessarily have a, a basis in 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 my experience in the world. What did Dante believe by the end of this episode? I mean, he never actually saw the laying on of hands and the blue glow. No, he didn't. He, the only person that saw it on our crew is Lucretia, and she's been scrambled so it's hard to say what she saw or thought she saw or even if she saw it because the blue glow could have been you know out of her line of sight the bride who i thought it was more important to refer to as a child bride than try to even remember her name if she had one she um, did did she, did she okay i think i thought they kind of mentioned it there at one point but then marina it, Mar okay yeah she kind of said something to percy that was as if saying he was actually doing a real physical thing, right? He's just this yes. thing he does with a laying on of hands, and it just takes away all your doubts. I don't think Dante was in the room for that. No, he wasn't. And yet, and yet, when Percy says, no, she's all right, he goes, oh, so this thing he does is wears off. So he actually has kind of gotten in his mind, or he seems to have in his mind, that this is a real effect. That this is not just, you know, with time, you you actually get back your... You, see what I'm saying? He hasn't permanently altered the way you think, whether it's through words or through powers. He 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 sees it as a manifestation of a of a physical effect, and yet he doesn't seem to warn the security guards on the shuttle. Or if he did, he did a terrible job of it because we see them at the end being taken over, and he doesn't put a bullet through the guy when he had the chance. I don't know. I when I walked away from it, I just I just was. Also, if we just take him at his word. Okay. Dante or Brother 13? Dante. If we take Dante, Dante okay. at his word, 
uh, he think he doesn't really seem to think that um, that Brother Thirteen is anything other than dangerous con man. Certainly, when he brought him on board, I believe that that is a hundred percent true. No, a, a con man who apparently can find personal records and read them and use information back against people. So I okay, then 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 there you have it. I mean, they. But Lucretius obviously believes it, that it's real, because she, A, experienced it. And, but, you know, somebody experiencing it does not necessarily make it true. That's you know, true. Pe- people can experience things that they want to believe or that they, uh, that they cannot explain. But she definitely warned her dad as if that is definitely something to do with the divinity cluster which we know is a real thing. We all, everyone on that ship knows that the divinity cluster is a real thing, that it is some sort of transhuman manifestation. So Um, actually on the tulip, only only, only Lucretius Scott knows. I thought Dante was witness to that. But he, but he, he, he saw something at this point in the series. I'm not saying he knows anything about the history of the Divinity Cluster, exactly. even what it's called. But, but he, knows, he did he see. Point. Yes, he did he, see in episode one. Eccleston, yeah. Eccleston sh- go, go up in. Transcended the, in front of him, yeah. The, yes, other dimension. Yeah. But, yes. Yeah, and so, made them travel at the speed of light. And yeah, so you, you know, something is going on, but he's terribly uninformed about what it is. And, and and yeah right 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 he is not he is not informed like Lucretia I didn't didn't mean to imply that I just meant to say that that the character of Dante has seen superhuman things done and yes, he did he in is. another episode too didn't yes. he yes let me pull up the list um, I can't remember which one it is off the top I let me pull up a list here um, the episode two was trust it couldn't have been that family he. Overheard probably a few stray words between Novak and Lucretia in the Man Who Sold the World. Man Who Sold the World, that could be. And um, yeah, you know, he hasn't gotten the briefing yet. And Frozen. Yes, and Frozen. Yes. I, I, I can, I can sort of forgive him, but at the same time, you know, you do have to at some point, um, you do have to when the evidence has been presented to you, you do have to start adapting your worldview a little bit and so i i, I kind of feel like maybe he should have warned the guards that's <laughs> yeah, a it, question it, of course or here's the question is we don't know what people said off camera right right and we never you know i mean we know that brother 13 tried on multiple occasions to put hands on dante yes and so he he knows he was trying to do that yeah okay so Lucretia is, she gets caught, she's vulnerable. And, and this is the part that, it, it, back to that whole thing about, you know, how dangerous these things could be if people really, if there really was anything to it. Because there is something to this. Brother 13 can read your mind. And I can guarantee you that if someone could read your mind, they could prey upon your insecurities. Easily. And if they prey upon your insecurities, then, you know, you're, you're phase one primed for being manipulated. Plus, 
so that in itself would should be enough i mean that that should be enough for him to be every bit as good as that kid in i don't know trust or family values that that duped percy because he intuitively you know got right to what percy needed to hear oh that was that that was trust that was trust yeah so you know if if he that's because he was good (laughs) and percy was easy to read but if he actually could read minds you could you could destroy somebody easily and which brother 13 has done he has destroyed them by sending them into the sun um but then on top of that the ability to put his hand on you and do something to you and i can't quite figure out what it is he's doing to them is he implanting thoughts is he changing the way they think is he I don't know it's um it looked to me like mind control yeah it, it, and it seemed to take a while to stew does that make sense yes. you know if it were mind control i would expect them to put the hand on as like okay now take me to the weapons locker okay but it seemed more like he whatever he did to lucretia it took time for it to really take deep hold well for her to go back to her quarters and think about it and the words are burning in my heads and uh, in my head and what was it i was trying to do you know like it 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 was it was almost like he's aligning their thinking yes Um, that brings up a point which is apparently it moves at a different pace depending on the person i'm gonna go with a stronger willed person takes longer to do I, uh, yes, exactly. And and I think if if nothing else, Lucretia has demonstrated that she's she's pretty uh she's pretty solid except when you hit her in her daddy issues. That sounds right. Which which is exactly what he did. Um for starters. And and you know, and I think Lucretia probably could have been manipulated uh on the basis that she probably knows her dad is doing a bad thing because I think she's figured that out. Uh, along the way as well oh i thought that was clear in the the previous episode exactly exactly yeah no 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 yeah i i i think she definitely knows that and yet she still craves his approval so a good psychiatrist program for uh caravaggio would not go amiss on that ship um no wouldn't (laughs) Oh, for by the, all three of them. Yes, exactly. Well, intensive therapy. Um, oh, wait, did you catch the name of Brother 13's cult? I, <laughs> I did. I did. The Cult of Omega or... The, Church, uh, of, the be- Church of Omega. Church of Omega. Or, if you believe the subtitles, the Church of Omega. <laughs> yeah. I was watching those. those the, whoever did those subtitles needed to uh, learn proofreading. <laughs> they're, they're very bad. Well, uh, and yes. yeah, I've noticed the subtitles seem to be, how do I put this? Phonetic in some yes. places. I think they maybe occasionally say things that my theory is that whoever is um, doing the subtitles is English as a third language. It's possible. It's possible. And they're also, like I said, they are definitely the subtitles from Star Hunter, not Star Hunter Redux. Because yes. like when they play the opening credits, they're running Dante's, which, which, you know, coming back to kind of my point about what does Dante know, 
In the opening credits of Star Hunter, or, or in the subtitles of Star Hunter Redux, something big's happening to humanity, or however he phrases it. it and, and so from right at the start, it tells us that Dante has noticed this. And I, it's a good, in a minute, actually, I think it's good that they removed it because I think it's more important that he figures it out along the way than for us to know that he's already a, a believer isn't quite the right yes. word, but yeah. Well, okay, I, get, I take your point. Also, here's something um, that, here's a point that jumped out at me on, the, on this day's viewing of this episode after how many other times I've seen this episode. Is the in the conversation between Brother Thirteen and Dante in guest quarters, okay. you know, where, where Dante is confronting Brother Thirteen. Brother Thirteen brings up um, Travis, but but not by name. Mm-hmm. Been more convincing if he brought him up by name. But okay. Yes, and yeah. says, and I quote: "Your days are known by your lost son." Unquote. Yeah, fair enough. He also says your son will never doesn't even remember you. Well, it doesn't remember what you look like, but your days are known by you. He said, your days are known by your lost son, quote, unquote. I'm, how spoilery do you want me to get on that? Well, I, I, do, I, yeah, I don't necessarily want to, to get spoilery uh, on the episode. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll tell you what I interpreted that as. Yeah. Again, this is, this is to do with, reading someone's insecurities so the comment about travis not remembering what he looks like is dante's insecurity we got that in if it wasn't the last episode then it was yeah i think it was the last episode or no 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 it was frozen right that was they rescued the kid from the raiders and they were talking about how he's not going to remember you rescued the kid from the raiders in family values they rescued a kid from in family values they also were saving the the they're saving Cold the boy. they're saving the kid from the orchard in Frozen, and they and, and, the, the, and the Raiders were after the kid after the same kid, yes, right. And he was bargaining with him, and the guy from the Raiders says, "Your kid doesn't remember you." Yes, yes, he did. He's you know he's you know that's that is Dante's that is one of Dante's fears about it. And the other thing, and it does partially come back to those opening credits that are not there, opening narration that is not there. Dante is just killing time being a bounty hunter feeds him and gives him a ship to go look for his son his day his his time is nothing but his quest that's all there is to dante he is nothing but the search for his son so yeah your days are known by your lost son or however the phrase was i took that to mean a very very sharp insight or subsequently reading his mind that Dante is aware that his life is a hollow shell of nothing except for that one thing. That he is just that. It's all Dante is. The search for his son. That's what he is. That's how I took it. Um, it it's an odd turn of phrase. I will say that. But then Brother 13 is supposed to be, you know, giving a sort of... A rather unusual Mystic, person. yeah. Mystic uh, personality, soothsayer, whatever, whatever you want to use on that. It just... So I would expect a lyrical turn uh, to try to drive that point home. So that, that is how I took that as, as being him poking, you know, poking the insecurities. Just like with, with uh, Lucretia, the two things he mentioned were the cluster because 
that's supposed to be a secret. Nobody's supposed to know about it. That's what she's searching for. That's and that's what aunt. her days are known by. The yes. search for the cluster. Yes, and the father. And then her and her fear is her father. Her, yes. the, the the love or what the approval of her father that she wants. So it, it actually kind of fit as a pattern to what he did uh, to them uh, yes. before he moved in for the kill. Brother thirteen, and I can say this without getting. Without spoiling a twenty-year-old show here, and that is that Brother Thirteen very cleverly mixes in reality with lies. Those are the best kind. Yes. Of lies, yeah. Sandwiched between truths, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, he he was he was good at it. Now, let's let's look at Brother Thirteen for a second. Yes. He has power. Okay. So when he is out there using this power we see him use it for his own benefit child bride um which to me there is nothing in that that i didn't see as that was just a dirty old man using his power to get an attractive girl and not the will of the hootie in other words yes and i think that i think that he and that he did it on purpose Assuming that, assuming that his power is um, real, and that, so we have a we have a choice. His power is real, and he's doing the will of a hoodie, whatever that is. Even if it turns out to be um, brother uh, Eccleston, bro- <laughs> I, I've always I took for hoodie to be brother thirteen, brother brother thirteen. Mm. Okay, well, yeah, okay. So then that's the that's the other aspect of it. If he is a con man using those powers. Then Vahuti does not talk to him, does not give because it's possible, right? I mean, it is possible that Vahuti is like Eccleston, <laughs> that Vahuti is actually a, a thing that he is in communication with and telling him what to do. He may be a good con man, but at the same time, he may actually be, because of the reality of this universe, he may actually be in communication with this this third party that's telling him what to do but either way we we have the tr- we have the reality that vahuti is a thing or that vahuti is his excuse to do the things that he wants to do or to get people to do things the way he wants them to do them what is the point of killing them e, that is a valid point um i i years i really it occurs to me that trying to apply well Maybe perhaps a lot of trying to play logic to cult leaders is dubious. Um, right. Maybe it was the same logic, quote unquote, uh, was the why Jim Jones ordered his followers to kill themselves. But that was that was for to get away, right? Which is which is and which was think about it. Uh, Brother thirteen had to keep laying hands on people to keep control over them. So he kills him and he gets a new bunch. He gets a new bunch because it's probably but just problem, easy. It's probably easier. Do you think he gets all their money? I mean, we don't get any of that. Yes, I think he does. So I mean, they spent a lot of money on that spacecraft. Um, it, that felt like a rich person's pleasure cruiser, and um, that would have been hmm, that would have been a little better if we had even gotten a hint of that. That Dante even accused him of taking all those people's worldly goods, killing them or getting them to kill themselves, and then keeping all the stuff and going after the next flock to fleece. 
I, apart from that, I can't think of a reason to do it because if, if he has to keep putting hands on them, then the next group is going to be the same way. It never ends for him. As long as no. he's running this con, he will have to keep doing the same thing. I will put it to you this way, uh, a flip side. If Vahuti is real, what is it possible that we, we saw an affinity with the Divinity Cluster, affinity, divinity cluster, um, with people burning up exploding yes. in, in fire plunging into the sun it's a novel way to die but at the same time maybe maybe there's something to it maybe this is actually how these humans could transcend to another level or and, and perhaps... go into go into the other dimensions and so by this theory of a hoodie is possibly one of those aliens a member of uh-huh. that race that implanted the divinity cluster exactly yeah. We can't dismiss it because in this universe, that really happened, that those aliens are there. So now we have this, the possibility that burning people up actually releases their divinity. We'll call it, yes. we'll call it that. But I, I, I don't know. So to me, that was kind of, in a way, that was kind of the, the, the most fascinating part about this story is, is asking that question. It's like, what the heck is the purpose of this? Is, if it were a straight con, then it would be obvious that he's getting them to kill them. And so he gets their stuff. And if it were, but it's not a straight con because he does have superhuman powers. So there is something to it. So you remind yourself that there's something. I, 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 I was, um, yeah. I have a curiosity about that. Um, trying to come up with, you know. Um, and I'm also curious about this. And this is just one of those nitpicky things. Okay, pick nits. Mercury, pick nits. Mercury is the, the penal colony. Yeah. Um, Dante sets a course for Mercury. Uh, we already knew that Mercury had an unmanned station, but I'm guessing they also have manned stations somewhere because... Or it could just be an inconsistency in the in the story. We have seen that the law enforcement in this solar system is not particularly very good, and that it is inconsistent, and that it is probably not particularly uncorrupt, or that it is very corrupt. So, what the heck is the point of wasting time and effort to have? the authority out there oh. to stop a few idiots from plunging their ships into the sun. Good question. I mean, if you're stupid enough to do that, why waste money on that? Exactly. And by the way, I did write, did write, you have to do have some notes here about the authority. And I have a little question here about the authority. Um, as in what is the political structure in, in the solar system? Mm-hmm. And we um, still don't know yeah. in universe. We do get a few names. Um, throughout the series, we learn about the Lunar Terran Federation, where uh-huh. most people, where most people there li- in the Lunar te- in this Federation live on the Moon, because Earth is a slag heap. Right. We learn about the Mars Federation. Mm-hmm. We learn about the Jupiter Federation, and we learn about the Saturn Federation. So basically, it's around each planet. Yes, and so so that leaves Venus and Mercury. Where the other federations do some of their work, for example, putting an unmanned prison, and um, and then as we and also when we get into the outer, when we get into the outer worlds beyond Saturn, 
it's it, it's a similar kind of arrangement where the other federations do their work. Mm-hmm. But I do not see any in the series in all forty four episodes any evidence of any kind of solar system wide authority. Yep. As a government above above the four federations. So we have to assume that the authority is capital T, capital A in this, and that they're, I don't know, the Coast Guard or something. I don't know. Yeah. It, it just was kind of, it's kind of, I, I, I just, this does not, this universe just does not strike me as the kind that would waste resources protecting people too stupid not to fly their ship into the sun. And it's a to me too. It's but I guess it's a plot point just to get the the tulip involved. They happen to be out there. Yes, but the the authority ships are there saying I guess but are these automated ships? I don't know. Well, we know that they, that he did say let's set course to Mercury and turn him over to the authority there. Yes. So I assume that's where they ended up going. So I have another question. Um, Brother 13 reads Lucretia's mind. Let's, let's say that he has a fair amount of power, that he actually gets something out of her more than just what he parroted back to her about the, the cluster. and uh, When he started to take over the ship and his true colors were showing through again, he tells her to teach Jacob to fly the ship, and then he says, we're going to the moon. Is that a reference to the fact that he extracted from Lucretia that the orchard is something important? I don't know if he knew anything about the orchard before, but he now knows about the orchard. He read her mind. He knows what the orchard does. He knows what the divinity cluster is, perhaps, and his next choice very specifically is to go where the orchard is based. I kind of wonder if that's what they were trying to tell us, that he is going after her dad, basically, and whatever they've got. I hadn't thought about that. It's quite possible. Um, my interpretation was that um, that was just the closest population center. Well, I guess it would be. Well, it might be. I mean... If you if you draw them in a circle out from the sun, sure, the Earth and the Moon is the next thing, assuming Venus is not inhabited. It's not. But but if you know, depending on what the solar positions are, actually the Earth could be on the far side of the sun. So, you but know, the it Earth might be is Mars or but something. But the Earth like is most is not densely populated in this series. Well, the moon the Moon is the Earth. I, I'm talking about the Earth system, the Earth yes. planetary. Yes. Earth. Right from from the center, but but like I say, Mercury could actually be closer to Mars than the Earth. Yeah, at theoretically, uh, depending on where a planet those, is in its orbit. Yes, things. Yeah. So I didn't know if that was just like, or alternatively, that's where the rich people are. Um, it could, well, could be. I mean, the Moon is a parent in this uh, in this in this series. The Moon is indeed a um, quite the place to live. So it could just be that he's after more more buckazoids. Yes. Um so that's uh yeah. Yeah. I I I still the last couple of episodes have been more interesting in yes. the series. the series. I, I'm not saying they're well written, but well, they're they're at least throwing up some ideas. Um it's still a bit cliched, but hopefully 
because you know the cult leader is always a a cliche throwout yes. for so oh, the series definitely gets better after the first six episodes those first six were were rough well, <laughs> they were well, rough well five of them were anyway um but uh anyway I don't know that I have anything else specifically about this episode. Oh, um, I've, stood out to me. Let me do one last check on my notes here. I did write Percy is a good shot. So is Dante. Yes. I challenge anybody to shoot a gun out of somebody's hand without destroying their hand at the best. Yeah. And, okay. Okay, that goes through my notes right here. The next episode is Cell Game. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of um, a corrupt judicial system, you'll find out about how that works in this solar system. Oh, I do have one question. Yes. Why didn't Dante just shoot Brother 13 in that standoff? Does he get, Before... bounty, for, does he get bounty for a corpse? I don't know, but but given the circumstances... And the disgust he had for that man, I think rightly so, and that he seemed to have some sort of control on Lucretia before she drew a gun. As he said, you wouldn't be the first prisoner I've lost on this ship. That sounded to me like a threat of somebody who has killed their prisoners. You know, um, yeah. they still brought the guy to justice if if he's dead. He might not get a bounty, but on the other hand, he might have solved a problem that he had again i can't quite work out dante's moral compass there um, i'm you not sh- i'm not clear on it myself so all right well can i thank you for joining me my pleasure uh, listeners i do hope you'll join us all again next time on fusion patrol you've been listening to fusion patrol a listener supported podcast Find out how you can be a sponsor and get early access to all episodes and more at patreon.com slash fusion patrol. Come join the conversation on Facebook or Twitter. All episodes are available at fusionpatrol.com. Our music is Fight the Future by Amber Wolf. This has been a Lone Locust production. Next time on Fusion Patrol, join John and myself as we take a look at the Invisible Man episode, The Clay Resource.